Welcome back to another episode of the New Era Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Tommy, with my co-host, Logan, back in action discussing Loki episode four. We're going to do a little breakdown for you and also discuss tons of Easter eggs and theories, especially since uh, this episode was really full of them, not really regarded as maybe the best episode that came out so far. But when you look a little more into the details, there's a ton of stuff here that I can't wait to talk about. Uh, also, at the end of the episode, we will be announcing the winner of the $50 Amazon gift card giveaway from our Instagram account. The one for our YouTube account is still active. So if you want to enter to win that $50 Amazon gift card, all you have to do is subscribe, like this video, comment done, and then one thing you liked about the episode. So that one's still up until we hit 50 subscribers. So once we hit that mark, we'll announce the YouTube giveaway winner. So make sure you do all of that. Uh, I said Loki episode four, my bad. I meant episode three. So uh, Logan, right off the bat, man, what do you, what do you think? It was an awesome episode. Um, I, I, you did mention that this wasn't, you know, the people didn't think might not have thought this was the best episode, but I disagree with that notion. Definitely. Um, it was, it was a super good episode and, uh, you know, it was full of a lot of little things. And like you said, once we really get into it and start, you know, actually dissecting this one, there's going to be a lot more at play going on. Um, I did enjoy that. We got to look into who Sylvie was kind of her origins, although she was a bit kind of guarded. Um, I thought it was super cool getting to know who, you know, she actually was where she came from her, uh, well, she claims not to be a Loki. Well, she doesn't claim not to be a Loki, but you know, um, she does not like, she to doesn't associate with the name anymore. Right. She does not like to be addressed as a Loki or Loki. Um, so even though she was pretty, you know, kind of had her guard up the whole time as to where, you know, our other friend was a little bit more open mm -hmm. to share or so we think. Yeah, for sure. So the overall plot of this episode was pretty much a lot of character development between Sylvie and Loki. Uh, we start off the episode with the ending of episode two, where they escape the uh, the shopping center from Alabama, uh, kind of escaping the TVA. We see them pick right up uh, with Sylvie entering the TVA and Loki following her right after. She kind of fights her way through and then big picture wise, they go down the road. They kind of escape the TVA because they were in a bit of a pickle. We really learn a lot more about Sylvie's powers, a little bit more about Loki's powers too. And then we get a ton of backstory between the two. A lot of them trying to figure each other out while not trusting each other at all throughout the entire episode. But then ultimately what Maybe towards the end, we might see actually some some trust beginning to form there. So we're not really sure. And then throughout this entire episode, uh, from my interpretation of it, I don't even know what to take as something that actually happened versus something that might have happened in an enchantment versus something that happened in some sort of illusion manipulation. Right. We're playing with all these different different type of fireworks here and there's a big potential for a serious rainbow explosion of fireworks with all these different things that really could be happening. So to be honest, I have no idea what might've actually happened versus what might've not happened. Obviously we'll go into more details about that on what we mean. Uh, but yeah, it's really all over the place. So, 
Right. And, and, you know, another, and another thing that I thought, you know, I guess, I guess we can get straight into enchantment um, and that kind of thing. Um, but I think there's a couple things that are fun to kind of, you know, I kind of want, you know, people to start tossing around in their brains. Um, one, who is enchanting who? Um, because we know that Sylvie can enchant people, but I've seen some interesting things online um, yep, yep. today. Uh, so I've heard some rumbles. You know, Tommy and I keep our ears to the ground, but I've heard some rumbles saying that could be, um, you know, could be uh, either doing either. Um, and then another <clears throat> another thing that I wanted to kind of talk about was when did the enchantment start? Um, if this right. whole thing is an enchanted enchantment episode for one of the two, um, you know, which when did it start? You know, obviously there's, you know, one that jumps out to me is, you know, when she woke up on the train. Um, that's kind of that would kind of be my number one guess is what as to when possibly the enchantment started. But, you know, I kind of want to know what you think. What are you thinking? Yeah, so our first look of her enchanting abilities is actually the opening scene of the episode. We see her playing with the memories of the TVA agent that she kidnapped. She's using these memories to manipulate this this agent to get what she needs, find out where the timekeepers are. It's it's pretty interesting because something I thought that was kind of weird and, again, interesting that didn't necessarily make sense. Later in the episode, she said how you know, it's easy to enchant someone with a weak mind. The stronger minds, it's harder because you have to dive into their memories and manipulate them that way instead of just kind of being able to just like grab the rope. You kind of have to tie some knots in the ropes. It's just harder. So this agent must have had a stronger mind, but she said that she had to pull memories back from hundreds of years ago. Right. Now, again, Time works differently in the TVA, but she said she had to pull memories from this agent from hundreds of years ago. But the opening scene was them drinking margaritas at what seemed like a fairly normal modern restaurant. They were wearing modern clothes, everything like that. In the later scene, when they do the time jump out of the TVA to escape, they only go to year 2077, right? Right. So that's only like 50 years in the future from us, like 50, 55 years around there. Right. So maybe, you know, that could just be a throwaway line of like her being hundreds of years old, thousands of years old, because we know as guardians, frost giants, they live to be thousands of years old. But I thought that was kind of bizarre. So I think the very first possible spot that this enchantment can be starting is in episode two. Right. When they were right. fighting. Literally, when they were fighting. Because, you know, all, so, all she has to do is touch somebody, basically. Yes. We see she just makes physical contact. She explained it that way. Once she makes physical contact, then she can go in their mind and manipulate it. Now, we know she made contact with Loki several times after she got rid of the other TVA agent that was with him. They were alone fighting hand-to-hand -hand combat for, for quite a bit. So she could have very easily planted these or worked with these memories that Loki has where he thinks he defeated her somehow, <laughs> but she's just pulling that illusion and putting it into his brain. So that kind of throws a bombshell on really everything we're going to talk about after right. this. Cause again, we don't know if it's even happening or if it's just all things she's putting in his head. Let's jump right to, because this kind of directly affects it of who's the main villain, the big reveal of this episode. She explains how 
this agent, this TVA agent that she took hostage. She's going through her memories. She said it was so sad because the, the timekeepers keep taking these people, wiping their memories and making them work from them. Previously, what we know, the timekeepers, uh, they made everybody. So everyone that works for the TVA, they think that they were always there. They, they were made for this and their purpose is to serve the timekeepers. Now we know, again, pretty much confirmed that the timekeepers are keeping prisoners with jobs or slaves. So what we kind of talked about the last episode, we actually pretty much predicted this. So uh, shout out to us for having another correct predict, uh, prediction. So that was the the huge reveal for this episode. Right. And, you know, just kind of, oh, dude, it's so crazy. There's just so much to get into here. And, you know, it's like this, this, well, and like, I, like I mentioned last week, this is, this was obviously the mid season finale. They needed to do something big and they pretty much just absolutely loaded us up with information. Um, mm-hmm. It just, oh man, I don't even know where to start. Well, my big question to you, Logan, my big question to you is since we know that Sylvie has these incredible enchanting abilities, right? We don't know for certain. They're telling us that she can't enchant Loki. We don't know for certain if she can or can't, but let's just say she is playing an enchantment on Loki. She's playing with his mind. So this entire episode all took place in his memories or some sort of manipulation she's doing to him. Right. So she explained to him how the the timekeepers are evil, taking in these slaves, things like that. Pretty much what we predicted but what if she's just doing that to manipulate right. him to help her? Right. And and I agree. It could all be one big manipulation game. You know, she like I like you said, she could just be back there pulling the strings um, because right. she knows that she knows that Loki wants to be right pretty much over anything he like other than, you know, his kind of quest for world dominance and stuff like that. There's like the one thing that he truly wants in any encounter is to be right. And um, we found out, you know, before we met Sylvie and all this stuff, he was wrong. He was, he was getting a lot of shit wrong. He was being outsmarted a lot before he met Sylvie. Now, all of a sudden, you know, why is he, why is he right about so many things? Why is he, too powerful why are you too smart to be why are you too mentally strong to be enchanted so um it's very this character all we've seen him do up to this point is lose right and he's he's still losing in this episode in a sense of they can't get this this time traveling device charged or it broke things like that like he got kicked off the train small losses but we're seeing him uh, like exactly like you said he's right, right. he's no. ooh, mentally strong for them he's 10 steps ahead of her which has not been the theme at all so why did it switch up this episode and you know i guess to the contrary of that he hasn't had time to he before up until then he hadn't had time to really size up his opponent you know he didn't know who he was going up against so that could be sure. you know why he's starting to get things right and why he's starting to win these small small victories like you said so he could just be getting be. to know he could just be getting to know his opponent and we do know him as being you know truly one of the most formidable villains and i guess now anti-heroes but you know we know him as being one of the most formidable villains 
and, and, and antagonists in the MCU. So um, right. I guess this could just be him smarting up, but I have to, I have to go with, I have to go with the previous. I think, um, I think in some way, shape or form, he is being outwitted because at every single step in this entire show, he has continually been outwitted and beaten in, you know, small encounters. Right. Yeah. So I actually, I totally see that point. Obviously I've been talking a lot about it. I disagree. And here's why. Loki knew before this episode what enchantment was. Right. In the second episode, when she tried to enchant him the first time, he said, oh, enchantment, that's a coward's trick. So he's very aware that it exists. His mom is a witch, Frigga. So Frigga, she's, she was a witch, a very powerful one. So we know that he's aware of it. He also, in this episode, after they dropped out of the TVA, they were fighting for the time device she tried to enchant him again and he kind of looked at her and he's like, what are you, right. what are you trying to do? I'm, I'm too good for that. Now there can be the case of like we mentioned before, she's manipulating him into thinking that he is too smart for that while it's all this illusion in his head that he's right. But I think that he is, I do, I do think he has so much knowledge of magic and witchcraft and things like that from his mother and just his life in general and like you mentioned, he is one of the most formidable enemies, antagonists in the MCU. So I do think he's able to combat that. I do think he has a very powerful mind. Right. And with that, I think he is kind of counterplaying it because the rest of the, the episode, and this is kind of one of the big theories floating around the internet, is that he played it off after that like he didn't know how. So he started asking her like, what's this enchantment thing that you do? How do you do it? How does it work? Kind of those those type of things. And maybe instinctively his first reaction when it was her life and death kind of fighting, it was, okay, I'm fine because I know, I know about this. I can combat it. But now that they're working together, he's trying to get her guard down, open up, try to make himself look as weaker, just trying to right. straight up so, like surface level subconsciously manipulate her versus a super deep level cut type thing well and and we do notice that he talks more this episode she allows him to talk and mm -hmm. he is divulging details but he's not divulging two biggest secrets you know right. obviously obviously she knows who's she knows who he is she knows who their mom right. is you know their mom um but they have differing backstories with her and you know his magic was taught and i think him probing truly truly it, it and if one of them is being enchanted which i don't necessarily i i as much as fun as it is to toss around that idea I, I i really don't think that that's what's going on but i think if anyone would be enchanting anybody i think i think that loki's probing would have gotten him to learn at least you know how to enchant and then you know obviously his cunning can figure it out from there as far as non-surface level things go um so again that's a that's a that's a super fun idea to toss around but i truly think that they are both in a predicament in which they don't know how to get out of. right yeah obviously that's the the cliffhanger at the end and of course we'll we'll get there soon so what do you think then about the other kind of big theory slash plot line going around that the big plot point of this this episode is that they they have this time traveling device they used it to escape the TVA it runs out of battery then so 
they have to find a power source to get it back and charged up so that they can use it. They both know how to use it. Loki, uh, Loki has it, but he's hiding it. She can't find it. He's using his magic to hide it. And she knows how to charge it and use it. So they kind of need each other at this point. Right. And then at the end, towards the end of the episode, we ultimately see that it breaks. Now, the big theory is that, of course, both master manipulators, masters of magic and things like that. The big theory is that it's not broken. He simply played off an illusion that it was broken. And even further back to that, that it wasn't fully charged, that it ran out of battery. Those were all illusion tricks to get her to not just run off and, and abandon him pretty much basically to continue the figuring each other out. And that's why Loki for this entire episode, despite them being in an apocalypse, having huge potential to be abandoned here and simply die, he's incredibly calm and, you know, even relaxes so much to a point where he gets hammered on a train. So <laughs> he's, he feels like it, his, yeah, his attitude feels like he's totally in control of what's going on. No, and I, I, I definitely agree because, I mean, you kind of have to think we can probably find out a lot about a person in, you know, their final moments of life. And right. He was so, way too calm. Right. He's way too calm the entire time. He never looks worried. She has some genuine fear. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, he has he has no necessary. Well, you know, and that could just be Loki, but he doesn't seem to have any regard for his own safety. Or hers, for that matter. He's kind of just even when there's giant meteors falling down, he's he, he kind of scrambles a little bit. But I think that's him getting his bearings, um, right. you know. But you know, playing the part past, almost right past that, he's cool, calm, and collected until you know something un somewhat unexpected comes up. Then he's back to usual. And you know, we see even even when the rocket exploded at the end, he really wasn't all that. Um, he wasn't all that, you know, out of sorts. So I, I kind of agree with that. You know, he always has a plan that that's who he is. You know, he, he's got to start winning here. <laughs> you know, they got to start, they have to start getting him. I mean, to just follow the story, I guess, you know, in the end they could just have him. Yep. Loki's dead. Goodbye. You know, this is actually right. finally, you know, um, Loki's dead. So, you know, um, you know, he, he, like I said, you know, we find out, we can find out a lot about a person, you know, when they're in the face of certain death. So, you know, I think that's where he's yeah, trying absolutely. to get her. Yeah. So you mentioned the rocket or shuttle that they needed to get onto uh, to escape this planet, blowing up at the end, crumbling. Before we move on to that, and, you know, there's a just a whole nother mountain of things to talk about in that sequence and in that scene. I want to talk about the train encounters for a little bit so one obviously we have the huge scene where it comes out that loki is bisexual and it is really cool totally awesome moment for you know everybody alike it is pride month and everything like that so it's pretty cool to see them finally have a openly bisexual character like that so that was a really awesome moment. I think for for everybody, everything I've seen has been super supportive of that. There's there hasn't been any uh, bald head sunglasses Facebook groups freaking out, but that I'm could sure also be because somewhere. of the the fan probably. But the fan group is uh, a pretty cool cool group of people we have here in the in the in the nerd realm. So that was really cool. Then the other part was that 
this is where we get a lot of the dialogue of the two. Like you mentioned, talking about their mothers and their pasts. There's a really funny line where Loki was like, well, actually not my real mother. I was adopted. Sorry if that's a spoiler. <laughs> so like <laughs> if they if they never told her, but then we find out uh, they did tell her very, very early on. So right. even that subtle little line of like, no, I knew for like forever that I was adopted. How much different the storyline of the MCU would be if Loki just knew that he was adopted and totally understood why he probably can't have the throne of Asgard and wouldn't have all this jealous rage for Thor and try to take over the world and work for Thanos. <laughs> so it's just kind of a funny little, funny little detail to me. But then we also get an awesome shout out, similar kind of same storyline, uh, a very like Easter egg type thing from Thor one of when he he's, Loki's drinking the champagne and he just slams it on the ground. Another. So that's a very Asgardian behavior. We see it in Thor one. It's custom that was just there. A, a funny moment. Yep. And, you know, in the coffee shop and Thor, you know, divulges that's Asgardian custom to, you know, break your glass and yell for another. Um, yeah. You know, so you know, like a great homages. And like you said, just one small little factor that he kind of divulges and he, well, but at the same time, you know, I think it I think it's important to also note that no matter what it appears, Loki is always going to be a villain, you know, because in the same way Sylvie is and, you know, in the same way, all of the other variants of Loki, you know, is it's like, you know, it seems as though his destiny pretty much is to be a villain. And, and, and Mobius kind of gets into that in the start of the show. He's like, you are, yeah. are pretty much through and through, no matter what version you are bad, you never yes. you know, do good. And, you know, he kind of beats that into Loki's head. Like you are not meant to be a good person. And, and it seems as though all of these variants are not good people. Dude. I love that you brought that up because I was, Something came up in my head that I'm going to tell you, but I forgot to put it down in my notes. So going off the whole thing of Loki's always destined to be a bad guy, to be a villain, to be evil like that. The scene where we see them talking to the older lady and she goes, you're not travelers, you're devils. I thought it was super interesting because she called them devils. And in episode one, the little kid, when Mobius asks who did this, she points directly yeah. to the mural of the devil and they have those helmets with the horns on them. The devil with the horns, she calls them devils. The devil obviously being super evil, a very evil entity and things like that. I think it was just a, a really cool parallel to put in there and right. even solidify that even more. So I guess the question then becomes, is Loki the devil? Are we going to start getting theistic? Uh, in the MCU, is this going to take a super big Bible turn, you know, and I'm hoping so, you know, as as you and I are big fans of the Bible, let's just hope that this turns into a Christian franchise. Yeah, uh, leading the next team of the Avengers, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ <laughs> and his 12 <laughs> disciples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, yeah, no, and I uh, agree. Apostles you know, assemble. The, the, yeah. <laughs> You got the fucking cucumber and the tomato from the veggie tails coming in and helping out every now and again. Hey, multiverse baby, anything multiverse can happen. Baby. <laughs> so yeah, I, 
I agree. The parallels to them being the devil are huge. I mean, it's like, um, you know, like you said, the horns, we've got the stained glass, the traveler calling them the devils, their innate Mm -hmm. ability to seemingly just do bad. And, you know, we haven't met a Loki variant that's good. Um, Right. So So actually, I kind of want to dive into this even further because pretty much what we just said. So Loki always destined to be evil, destined to be a villain. That's his path. Similar to the episode one terminology, that's his sacred timeline. That's what he's meant to be. Now, if we take what Sylvie says as truth about the timekeepers, you know, being evil, manipulating these people into serving their timeline, then the whole idea of there's this one timeline that's destined to be exactly how it is forever and you're always going to have to live your life based on what the timekeepers decided what gets to happen. Right. That's just totally not true then. So we kind of see that in Loki's demeanor change, I think, later on in this episode when he's like, hey, like there's a certain fate, but the timekeepers don't actually decide what totally happens. They've been having this power, all the more reason to take them down now. But if we go and do something, just because they come and try to stop us doesn't mean that they have to. There's a possibility to get around this. And I think that's right. really why he pushes to attempt to get on the vessel that's leaving the planet. Right. And well, and and to 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 kind of that point, you know, I, I did see somebody on Reddit. Hold on, I can let me I'll just I'll give them a shout out in case they're watching. Uh you slash ENK EN4K posted a like really good point. And it, the, it was they raised a question, and it was why are the T, why do the TVA seem to be so useless? That you know, it's like mm-hmm. you know they seem to be infiltrated pretty easily by you know Sylvie and you know Loki can't beat him, but you know he's not really given the advantage to Sylvie. Kind of just walks up on that bitch, opens up a can of whoop ass, and it's like all right, you know. But and you know. And why are they getting their ass kicked by these variants? They can't be much stronger than any other variant they've found. And why didn't, how was Thanos not a variant? Why, you know, how was, how was he necessarily a variant? And why wasn't Ultron considered a variant? So why weren't these people put to a stop? Well, but then I guess, then again, it would, it would kind of lead people in the direction that, you know, it kind of gets into that whole free will concept. So, but if, if they're controlling everything that is and everything that bees, why, why haven't they stopped it? Why haven't they stopped it? Right. Why are they, why, if they claim to be this all-knowing power, why aren't they being this all-knowing power? Exactly. Exactly. And that was kind of Loki's first initial suspicion in the first episode on like, his first inkling that these timekeepers aren't all that they say to be this TVA can't be all it says that it is because exactly like you said, he's like, well, the Avengers like totally messed up the timeline. Why, why am I getting punished for it? (laughs) They used it, you know, right. He's like, they they did whatever it was that they did, but there were two iron men in that room. with me. (laughs) Why am I getting in trouble? There was only one of me. So, and, and it's, Oh, because it was, it was, you know, I guess it was used for good. 
right, still, right. Because it was supposed to happen. Like, right. So how I'm did pretty they... sure like it, 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 it wasn't, right? <laughs> and then Thanos from a totally different timeline comes in and just starts wrecking shit. Like that was just supposed to happen. Like how didn't they yeah, how did the TVA not step in and just fuck some shit up real quick and said, This never happened? Boop. Okay. Right. You know, so right. I, I obviously guess... We haven't met them at this point, so right. maybe they'll do something where they were in the background. But it just doesn't seem to make sense where, like, any time – because from what we kind of understand, these Nexus events are really just anybody messing up a timeline. And both the Avengers and Thanos big-time messed up timelines. That was kind of their whole thing in the last big movie, that the, the last Avengers movie, you know, Endgame. They're like, you know, right. here is a timeline and we're going to screw it up really bad. Or if if that, why is there no mention of it? Why is there no mention of, oh man, you know, Endgame and the blip, that really, you know, that was a tough day at work. No, no reference right. to it, no Doesn't mention know it of exists? it. Right. Even though it hasn't happened in this Loki's lifetime yet, they, they know it, it, it still exists. happens over and over again for the TVA every time this timeline goes through. Like so, so what? So, where is where is any reference to this? You know what? Why didn't the TVA know about it? Where you know? And I'm sure somebody out there is like, well, actually, blah 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 blah. You know, you, well, you know how this community is. Is ever somebody knows everything? But right, you know, yeah, totally- these are just kind of the big questions, and it's just cool because Loki asked these same exact questions right. to the TVA, and they're like, oh well, the timekeepers wanted it. So, well, and and now well, we but, noticed the uh, what's the what's the cartoon clock's name? I can't think. Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes. She has lied. We have found out, you know, throughout this, you know, throughout this last episode, especially, we found out that she has been lying, and the TVA is obviously indoctrinating people. And why are they? But why are they indoctrinating people? What what is um what's this whole what's the whole gimmick? Um, and like, you know, like Sylvie says, it plays more into the point of what Sylvie was saying with the fact that, Hey, you know, these people are variants, you know, they're brought in and, you know, when they're reset, are they actually just made into timekeeping, you know, agents. So, uh, right. Essentially mind controlled slaves pretty much. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it kind of, and it makes so much sense as to like why every single one of them has such a different personality. Why Mobius dude, I feel so bad for him because he just got plucked out of his well, timeline riding jet skis, and now well, that's he's what I'm slave. saying. And and so and that's and that's what I'm saying. That something that plays more into Sylvie's point is is Mobius has this obsession with jet skis, and you know, and all well, this. What stuff. if they took him out of the Wedding Crashers timeline? Wow, <laughs> Jesus, man, are they going to be make messed it? up? Timekeepers, well, you better watch out because if and, we find out, that that's opens what up we the did. door. It opens up to the door to every movie we've ever seen, just being in a different universe. So, you know, we've got... I mean, that is kind of exactly what we're talking about here. Right, you know, everything is that, technically. But, you know, it's just... (laughs) They pluck him from Vince Vaughn. They're like, hey, man, you know, you guys have crashed enough weddings. You have changed too many fates. Think about it. Think about it, dude. You know, like... People They've messed up, up way too many times. Like, the wedding exactly. crashers. Exactly. It was, yeah. So, you know, we're going to see that, you know. Um, I guess that's all I really have on that. I mean, I got some Easter egg things if you want to get into that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we could just talk really quickly then about the last scene where okay. they're approaching the vessel, running through it. Really cool 
I don't know if you noticed this, but just from a, a filming perspective, this was a one shot scene. So yeah. there were no cut scenes. The camera stayed on the main characters the entire time, did different panning styles, but there was never a cut scene. It was one solid shot of the right. entire scene, which I love those. I think when they're used strategically or well they're they're amazing so it gives us a really good idea of the environment the spacing of the environment how far we are from the shuttle all the different buildings around us we got to see the the awesome city that they're in from a from a world building perspective and it's also just a really cool way to to film an action scene like that so very very cool and obviously elephant in the room we're finally here there's the one scene where the building falls and then he stops it. So you wanna you wanna talk about that? Wait. So what do you mean? Oh, the time stone. Right. So okay. So yes, that was something that you know. Well, actually, Dan Hensler uh, commented on the Instagram. So shout out to you, Dan. Um, he he did mention something about Loki having the time stone, and you know we responded on our Instagram. You know that's that's a great point. I, however, can't. I. I didn't think of this when I first watched the episode. So could you? Oh, really? See, I, right. I did. I, exact, I That was kind of my first thought. I I almost paused it. Uh, I didn't pause it. I did the second time I watched it, rewinded it just to watch it again. But the first time I watched it, I was just like, holy shit, did he just like rewind that building's time? Because right. Oh, okay. So I see what you mean. I got you. Yeah. Right. So yes. The building falls. He kind of does that, stops it. Again, very calm demeanor for a right. building about to crush them. Right. And okay. he I puts it back mean. up. Now, we saw him use telekinesis in episode one, but this just looked very different. Uh, if you actually take it, like, slow it down, a frame-by-frame frame type thing. I saw this on YouTube. You actually see, like, the dust and other parts of the building Coming all back go back together with it. Right. So, so that's a, that is a that's actually a super good question. And, you know, playing more into the, you know, idea that Loki pretty much has an exact idea of what going what's going on. And that was I, I guess. Yeah, I did question that now that I think about it, because I remember at the end of the episode going, wait, he stopped that building, but he definitely just didn't what they didn't stop the rocket from crashing. And I, I totally forgot to write that down after I watched it. And so it, it, it right. just left my mind. But, yeah, that's. That's a really good point. So why do you think? So listen to this though, Logan. In episode one, when we see him find all those infinity stones right. in the drawer, right. he picks up the green time stone. Yep. We do not see him on camera put it back in the drawer. Correct. We hear some rustling around like a little thud type thing, but we never see him put that stone back in the drawer. Sleight of hand, baby. You know, he's a magician. He knows sleight of hand. I... I would not be surprised if he if he snuck it. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, he didn't have the eye of Automoto that that Dr. Strange uses. There wasn't any glowing green magic when he did this. Guys, we saw in Infinity War that, well, you're able to hide the time stone. It doesn't have to be on you to use it in a weird way. Now, maybe it does because Dr. Strange technically didn't use it in the fight against Thanos. He just hid it in the stars. But we also know Loki with this whole time traveling device is a total like master disguiser. He can make things just vanish and they're still on. So he doesn't have to have it openly on him to use it. I don't think now people are also saying, well, how could he use it? Dr. Strange is the, the sorcerer Supreme. 
Loki's a master of magic. Right. Like, and the master he, he of knows mischief. how to do this stuff. So I think like he would be one, he's a god and he can just handle the the the, the infinity stones. And two, yeah, he's a master of sorcery. Right. So I and, think he know enough how to use it. And guys, we know that this ties directly into the second so- Doctor Strange movie. It has to tie right. in somehow, um, you know. And that's right. It, this is this is the best way, perfect way for them to do it. And you know, this is this is like you know a lob pitch right here. It's like here you go. This is this is what they definitely could do with it. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do with it. They have to. Right. Doctor Strange has to get picked to pissed off somehow. He just pretty much won in my opinion he won end game um you know with with bringing everybody back from the blip and you know so th- like a, you know this has to tie in somehow and we're getting there mm-hmm. you know we have three episodes left we have to you know we have to start getting into doctor strange things right right yeah absolutely and and then just like the other things so he knew once he saw the when he was looking at the infinity stones in the, in the drawer. So at this point he knew magic doesn't work in the TVA. He finds that the infinity stones don't work in the TVA. Okay. Well, let me pocket one. And then when I escape, I can simply just use it. Right. Well, you know, well, Loki's always 10 steps ahead. As he says, as he says, he's always 10 steps ahead and a, true person that th- that is 10 steps ahead can is going to hide those damn infinity stones because they are useless to everyone there so they don't raise suspicion they see somebody with an infinity stone they're like yeah he's, he's they're literally not walking around with paperweights to them right that's what i'm saying he's that you know they're useless here and there's no way he can get out of here so why do we care if he has every single one of them Right, right. Exactly, dude. So, so, I mean, there's just all that stuff. We even talked about at the beginning of the episode how, oh, he's losing, he's losing, he's losing. But even even with that, what if he's just trying to paint himself as the loser so their suspicions just keep that's going exactly down? exactly like, a Loki thing to do is he, you know, is he's right. the master manipulator, the god of mischief in a mythical right. in an actual mythical world he is the god of something and the gods yeah. are the best at what they do you know thor's the god of thunder you pretty much can't fucking kill thor dude like like you know what i mean so uh um, right it, it's yeah it totally definitely... so the the episode then just kind of ends with the vessel that they needed to get on to get off of this planet so that they don't die blowing up we didn't get any confirmation on the things we kind of just talked about so we'll see where where next episode takes us but total cliffhanger ending there which of course makes me so excited for episode four but yeah now i guess we can get into into some easter egg stuff and and wrap it up and then of course get to our our giveaway winner since we get we got pretty deep into theories there so Hey, that's what you guys are here for. We know it. So, you know, we can, we, there are several different theories. Um, you know, uh, we are by in, in no means saying that we necessarily wholeheartedly believe in these theories. I'm not saying that, um, I have my speculations. Tommy has his speculations, but um, I'm pretty open. You know, I don't, I don't, I can't speak for you in that sense, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty open, man. I, I don't, I, I, I have been well. I guess we've been pretty right so far about this this show. Fairly, fairly right. We've been but I said at the beginning, cool. after this episode, 
I don't know what's actually happening versus no idea. They've gotten so. too much, way <laughs> too much into time, time not being real, uh, enchantment, mind control, mind manipulation. You know, I, I like, you know, it, it really anything can happen at this point. So, all right. right. Your, your favorite Easter egg. What was it? Hmm. Well, I guess it wasn't necessarily an Easter egg rather than just an introduction to this to this planet, as well as the style and appearance of it. And especially right. when we get to the city portion of this planet. So this planet is uh, a Guardians of the Galaxies comics planet, and it has the very purple, bright purple colors. And then especially in the city, the neon lights and everything like that. So it just had a ton of Guardians Outer Space vibes, which I love because early on in the Marvel days, they kind of painted other planets as just these dark, cold places with literally nothing except the people right. that live there. So it's always good to kind of see these way cooler, different types of planets. So right. I really liked that. It had a big time Guardians theme appearance right. to it which is super 80s you know because they love you know which like i guess like that's not 80s that style isn't 80s but it's like that i guess retro you know futuristic 80s what the 80s thought the future was going to look at look like kind of thing. yeah and, exactly you know like i mentioned in the text to you earlier today you know we were kind of talking with you know longtime friend of the show brandon um, you know, this is our second Guardians of the Galaxy reference in two straight episodes, I believe. Yeah, that'll be yep. two straight episodes in a row. You know, episode two with like we talked last week about um, I Need a Hero being made specifically for the movie Footloose, which happened to be Star-Lord's favorite movie. Um, and now we are on the like the pretty much the that's the origin planet for the guardians of the galaxy is it not not like origin planet but that's kind of where they get their um get their start isn't it no 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 that's a vormir right totally is yeah hold on here yeah no this is just a a planet from the comics there's a couple different comic line stories in here there's actually a, a version of like drax's daughter that lives on this planet who who stays alive That's and what I'm thinking of. in a comic right. line she ultimately ends up leading the guardians of the galaxy so just kind of like there's just big heavy uh, comic references right so you know and you know so i guess it's not necessarily an origin story because as you guys know you know i don't know shit about the comics i just like the movies and the shows but um it, that shows my uh unknowledge there uh so yeah momentous one sorry we momentous didn't we didn't one. say it that is- yeah, it's not Lamentus because Lamentus is the is the planet. Lamentus one is you know the lunar mm-hmm. uh, orbiter, or as we like to call them here, moons. Um, so, so yeah, and, and you know, I like I, you know, I'm super excited. I don't necessarily think it's going to mean we're getting the Guardians of the Galaxy. We may meet you know some of them, but I think they're kind of going to get off this planet pretty soon. Um, and that kind of kills that, but you know, they keep making references and I'm gonna keep assuming. So, um, I guess we'll get into my favorite. Um, so I was kind of mentioning you pre-show about the, like the subtle, I guess, star Wars references, um, in, uh, in this episode. So 2077, that is the hundredth anniversary of star Wars. 
Um, oh, okay. So, you know, Star Wars starting in 1977. Um, and if you kind of look, you can, you know, we get several shots of Lamentis falling, you know, or coming close, getting closer to Lamentis one or vice versa. Um, Lamentis kind of looks like the Death Star a little bit. Um, it's got the, you know, it's just got Death Star looking. Vibes. It had that big line through the middle. Right. Sure. It had the yeah. big line through it, you know, and people, you know, obviously people are going crazy, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the biggest, um, I think, dead giveaway was there's a lightsaber in the end credits. Um, somebody really? posted a picture today, um, but it looked as though there was a, I'm not going to claim that for sure, uh, but okay. it appeared that there was an, a lightsaber in the end credits of Loki. Loki. Um I'm oh, going no to... way. I definitely if there was, I definitely missed it. Right. Um, hold on here. Go ahead and discuss another Easter egg. I'm going to try to find something on it because I didn't do much research, but I did kind of um I did just look a little bit and you know that was something I found on um on the internet looking around today. Okay. Yeah. So we do know that the writer of this show has been pulling inspiration from tons of other projects. He pulled the emotional tone or the emotional climax of the scene when Loki finds out that he is responsible for getting his mother killed. We found out that he pulled that emotional tone to try to match what he described as the scene in Toy Story where Buzz Lightyear realizes that he's just a toy. So that's a straight from the writer's cut kind of thing. We also know that he pulls a ton of references from like Back to the Future. He's a huge Marvel and Star Wars fan. He's actually going to be writing a Star Wars movie produced by Kevin Feige way, way down the line, way down the project line. So he does do these things where he pulls in major Easter eggs from these things. And another one that I actually noticed was when they were on the moon, especially when they approach the old lady's house. He hasn't confirmed this one because the episode just came out, but when they were at the old lady's house and she shot them with that like energy blast or whatever, that one gave me huge Blade Runner 2049 oh, vibes. Dude, that, that actually, yeah, I, I agree. Is that, is that whole, um, I guess the, the whole beginning of their time on that planet has super big, Blade Runner 2049 vibes to it. And I'm glad you brought that mm -hmm. up because that literally was, just you know, take Blade Runner, take off the yellow filter and put on a purple right, filter, put on a purple filter. And you know, that, that, that's a, that was a really cool catch. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, I definitely kind of get you there. That's awesome. Um, what deals do I, do you have, have the end credit? No, couldn't find anything. Just, I just, uh -huh. I'll love well, you'll have to the fans, the people watching, you guys will have to keep an eye out on it, too. And then let us know in the comments if you see it. Also, let us know any of your theories and things that you want us to take deeper dives into during these episodes. And of course, after episode four, we can always go back and talk about and just get really, really into these theories, especially with all these things going on. Time travel, reality, mind manipulation, enchantment, illusion projection. There's a million directions to go. There, there's there's so many different directions to go. Um, and especially now that they're starting a multiverse, it's like, could you get more, I guess, could you get more mysterious? Could you, could you make it 
harder for your fans to guess what's coming next than saying, well, guess what? This is the start of the multiverse, and now you have no idea what's going to yeah. happen next. Yeah. Like, yeah. There was actually a uh, Tom Hiddleston, the actor of Loki, uh, interview where he said that his favorite episode is four and five together. Okay. So it kind of sounds like that's going to be more of like a part one, part two type episode. Yeah. So, I mean, all the more reason to be excited for, for episode four. I have, a, I, I definitely have a good feeling that the next, I guess if, I guess four and five are kind of one or one or two thing, I have a feeling it's going to be in one place. I have a yeah. good feeling that it's going to be all in one place. And because we're getting used okay. to, I, we're so used to the, we're so used to with what this is, there's, place 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 they're in a bunch of different places and now i think mm-hmm. it would be funny if they just kind of went episode four and five guess what they're in one place and they're not moving oh huh. um, interesting i actually kind of i actually disagree i think they see, use this episode for that to kind of ground us in place for a little bit oh as no i i agree no no that's what i'm saying is it, at least episode four the next episode they're going to be in one place i guess they were in one place technically um, for a majority of this episode, uh, they were on the same planet at least. But yeah, I I think that they're going to slow down here a little bit. They're going to be like, all right, we're going to stop jumping to places and we're going to sit here mm. and you know we're going to we're going to. Yeah, slow I disagree. It all down. I disagree, think, man. Oh, I, so think think... Gonna, I think we're going to. I think we're going to hop around. We're going to get okay. more Loki variants. I think we're going to build a. Well, we do have Loki to get more team. Loki variants. Yeah, we know at least that that like President Loki person right. is coming. Loki. So I think we're going to build a Loki team soon. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I didn't really think of that because, well, I guess it was kind of the back of my head. But, you know, uh, we do have to introduce a lot more Lokis um, and there's going to be a lot more variants uh, because it is kind yeah. of the theme of this show. So, yeah. just So just talking about this, I I kind of just thought of something real quick, too. Like both the Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision finales kind of felt rushed. Right. Just the, the story, it seemed like they, they got to a point, a good point, and then just took the pace and like quadrupled it for the last episode, just kind of trying to squish everything in. Right. I don't think that's going to happen for this one because the show itself is just so fast paced. So moving quickly. Like very, very fast. But even though we have no idea what's really going on, it doesn't feel uncomfortable or rushed. Like, it feels like it was intended to be this way. So I think when this one ends, it is going to be, like, event-wise, this show happens way faster than the other two. But I don't think this one's going to feel rushed when we look back at it. No, because just based on the sheer amount of events that have occurred in this episode already, um, especially with WandaVision, but, you know, hey, we're huge fans, especially, you know, not especially me, but I know I am. of WandaVision. I thought WandaVision was great, but we're moving a lot quicker um, in this show. We're divulging a lot more information. You know, we're not... the first two episodes of this show, we weren't going, what the fuck is going on? We were, but we weren't, like, in a way where we're like, what the... what the fuck? Anyway, so, right. Um, yeah, agreed. I, I think they could go anywhere with this and, you know, I, I, I like the whole, what the F, you know, what's going on. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So I think that wraps us up for this week's breakdown episode. So with that, 
make sure you guys subscribe and follow along with us on Instagram and everything like that at new era nerds pod. We're just posting a bunch of content on there for you as well. So we're going to have again, weekly breakdowns, everything like that. And just videos like this where we explain everything now, like I mentioned before, at the beginning of the episode, we are going to be announcing the winner of the Instagram $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. Uh, like I also mentioned, the YouTube one is still available. So all you need to do to enter to win that is subscribe, like this video, comment done, and then a part of the video that you liked, and then you'll be automatically entered to win the next $50 Amazon gift card. That one will be given away at 50 subscribers. We're already at like the time of recording, we're at like 31. So make in sure there. you get in there before it's a little bit too late. So make sure you enter that. Logan, go ahead and uh, take us away with the with the winner as well as uh, some kind words. I'm really glad this guy ended up winning. We did yeah, do a randomized draw system online and I couldn't be happier about who came out on top. Right. Um, so actually we have talked about him on the show before um, and we're super stoked that this guy gets to take it home. Um, we in no way actually know this person. We have we, like, you know, you'll see a lot of people that we actually know have commented on, you know, the Instagram giveaway and stuff like that. I can guarantee you that we do not know this person, nor have we met him in person in either Tommy or myself. I have never met this person and neither is Tommy. So, but it's huge that he got to win. Um, Prime dot freaking Omar, my man, you are the winner of the Am Instagram, Amazon $50 gift card giveaway. Yes, uh, sir. We're super excited for you to have won it. You, if anybody, it's good to see the people that deserve it win this one. Um, yes. He's, he was one of our first followers, man. Omar, you've been there since the beginning supporting us. Right. Obviously we're not huge or anything, but we're, posting videos and everything. And from the start, man, you were liking our pictures, then you started commenting and everything like that. So we couldn't be happier that, that you won. And, right. you know, we, we appreciate your support from the beginning, man. So we're, we're pumped about that. Go ahead and DM us on Instagram, your, your information that we could send that out to. And, uh, I'll get back to you and we'll make sure we get that, that giveaway out to you. So pumped yes. about that. Prime.omar. Please. I'll be give. waiting in the DMs for you. Please give two strangers on the internet your address and personal information and <laughs> for fifty dollars. But no, yep, seriously, Omar, congratulate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, congratulations, Omar. Uh, super stoked for you, dude. Um, and with that, I guess I will plug the socials as we do at the bottom of every single episode. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind, and we implore you to go hit us up on youtube twitter instagram and tiktok uh twitter and twitter and instagram new era nerds pod and uh tiktok new underscore era underscore nerds pod and obviously the youtube if you guys haven't found your way over there just look us up uh you'll obviously recognize our channel from the uh profile picture on whatever you're consuming this on so uh no worries about finding us um so with that i guess we will close thanks for stopping by this week tommy love you buddy yeah love you too